Welcome to I Am Telling, where we have real stories from real students. Our podcast features students from South Mountain Community College Storytelling Institute, located in Phoenix, Arizona. These stories are recorded live in a classroom setting with just one take. Promise never to forget us. That's the inscription that's written on my grandparents' tombstone. They share a tombstone. I always wondered why they decided to write promise never to forget us on their tombstone. Not always remember us or remember never to forget us. Promise never to forget us. I asked my dad about this recently. You see, my grandparents, they were very religious, so prayers for the dead are really important for peace and eternity. Um, You know, having a saying promise to never forget us on their gravestone would serve as sort of a reassurance that people who stopped by would say prayers for their souls. Also, my grandparents knew that life gets really hectic, and for a family who's really important to them, they wanted it to serve as a reminder for their family to come and visit. Um, Okay, so my grandmother, she was probably the one who was most responsible for what ended up on the grave. She had this way of making things feel really special. So for my 16th birthday, she was really excited to give me my gift. It was a hope chest. And for those of you who don't know what a hope chest is, it's a large wooden trunk that generally sits at the edge of a bed. And it's meant to store things in it like blankets and pillowcases or to serve as sort of like this repository for keepsakes and collectibles. My grandparents, they gave me this hope chest uh, for my 16th birthday to serve more like the ladder, a place for collectibles. My uh, hope chest in particular, it was made of this uh, large wooden, um, so, like solid maple, maple wood, so like kind of light in color. And on the front, it had a painting of a rose, and my grandma really loved roses. And on the inside, there was a little copper plaque, and it had an inscription on it, and it said, Love your Yaya and Papu. My uh, grandmother, what I didn't realize at the time, she was essentially giving me the hope hope chest to serve as my dowry. She would, uh, for holidays and birthdays, she would give me an extra special gift that was meant to go into the hope chest. So while all the grandkids were getting one gift for Christmas, she would pull me aside at the end of the night and give me one extra special gift that was meant to go into the hope chest. Now, these gifts were never age appropriate. She'd give me things like napkin rings and placemats and butter knives. (laughs) They were really nice, but I couldn't do anything with them. But uh, for Valentine's Day, well, one year before I graduated high school, she decided to go a little off script and give me a special gift, lingerie. (laughs) So some of the gifts that my grandma gave me over the years, they were somewhat more valuable and they weren't always meant to go into the hope chest. Like, for my 20th birthday, she gave me one of the pieces of her jewelry from her jewelry collection, and it was a ruby ring. The ruby ring was gold, and it had about seven or eight rubies, garnet-colored, and they were designed in the shape of a flower. And I, I truly cherished this ring. I wore it pretty much every day for about three months. And then when I came home for the holiday that year, uh, I was in college, I was asked by one of my high school crushes, who was older, living in New York City, to go to a New Year's Eve party. I went, I stayed the night, 
And for whatever reason, I decided to take the ring off and put it on the nightstand. Well, I wasn't the only one who was staying over that night. And when I wake, woke up the next morning, I came to find that my purse was gone through, my money was taken out of my wallet, and not before long I realized that my ring was stolen. I was really devastated because I really valued especially that ring, not only for the you know, monetary value of it, but just for the fact that it had been an heirloom and it had been passed down from my great-grandmother to my grandma and then to me. And it really wasn't necessarily the value of the objects that my grandmother gave me over the years that mattered. It was really the stories that she would tell me every time she gave me something. And those were little vignettes into her life and what represented pieces of her. About two months before she died, she decided to go off of dialysis. And that's when we all knew that our days with her were pretty much limited at that point. So I was in grad school at the time. And I decided to uh, make frequent trips from Pennsylvania to New York to spend as much time as I could with her. So on the weekends, when I'd visit her, she'd take me around the house, and then she'd start to assign things to me. And she'd go over to her couch, and she'd say, Lauren, you really like this couch. OK, so that's yours. Remember, don't let anyone else have it. That's yours. Remember not to forget. She'd take me over to the, the different kitchen appliances, and she'd do the same thing. So I, uh, you know, I, I really appreciated all of the, the kind of attention and the time that she gave to showing me and assigning me her objects because I knew that she had really valued these things and carefully put these things together. And I indulged her to some extent, but let's face it, she had superb taste. She had spent her entire life curating this wonderfully beautiful collection of antique pieces. And she knew that her eldest granddaughter cherished these things and also appreciated nice things. About you know, a few months later, she did end up passing. And in the weeks following her death, I was too deep in a state of grief to really uh, spend much time doing anything about those objects until about two years later, after I finished grad school. I was uh, making my way back through New York on my way to move to Arizona. And for that time being, all the things had ended up in my parents' basement. So uh, during my move to Arizona, I spent a few weeks going through her belongings in their basement. And you know the things that she had left me, like sterling silver plates and crystal candlesticks and marble top dressers, and the list goes on. And as I was sitting there, like shuffling and rifling through all her things, I couldn't help but ask myself, do I really need all of these things to help keep her memory intact? And would I be betraying her if I decided that I wasn't going to keep something? Well, there were some things that I did end up keeping. And all of those things, you know, she was right. They did help to preserve these memories of hers that I do have. Like the uh, cast iron skillet that I have, and I remember all the mornings after sleepovers at Yaya's, and we'd have cinnamon toast and scrambled eggs for breakfast. And when I use her special silverware set, and I remember all of the wonderful meals that she taught me how to cook. And when I use her glass decanters to make myself a cocktail or pour myself a glass of wine, I remember all the wonderful holiday parties that she would throw and the endless nights of gin rami that we'd play. So when I think back and I wonder why she wrote that inscription on their shared grave, promise 
never to forget us? I think I know now why she did. It's because she wanted us to make a commitment to her memory. And with her help, with all the things and the keepsakes that she gave me over the years, and all the things that I've kept of hers after she left, their reassurance that I'll never have to break my promise. Thank you. If you are interested in learning how to become a storyteller, please visit our website at southmountaincc.edu forward slash storytelling.